Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to the FPL Optimized Podcast. This is episode number 68. And I must already say it will be a bit an unusual one as I'll be recording it alone. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host usually is Sir Top, the data scientist. But unfortunately, he isn't feeling too well today. Uh, so yeah, it will be just me, but you know, it's still the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old iTest. Data or grass or data and grass? That's the question. So yeah, Surtop isn't here, but he still prepared the data and I'll be covering it alone as we wanted to keep the weekly rhythm of our podcast. And actually, let me give a shout out to Surtop as this is episode number 68. And so far, he has been part of every episode, even when I was away sometimes. Uh, you know, he was always here. Unfortunately, today it's not the case, but uh, next time, hopefully he will be back. Thank you, Sir Top, for all you do. Um, I'll be still covering our usual content, so let's dive into it right away. And first up is a review of how our previous game week went. And I finally managed to beat Sir Top again with my score of 47 points versus his score of 45. So yeah, maybe that's why he wasn't feeling too well this week. That's a joke, of course. All right, well, it brings the score in our head-to-head competition to 7-6, still in his advantage, uh, but, you know, it's getting closer. For me, well, I must admit, I made quite a big mistake. Uh, I was thinking and talking about Kudus the whole week. I did that also in the podcast. But then last minute on Friday night, I decided uh, to save some budget and I went for Ward-Prowse instead, which then allowed me to also move from Neketia to Solanki for a minus four. And you could say that it backfired as Kudus had quite a good week with uh, 10 points and my new guys only delivered two points each. So that wasn't too great. Even though you could say uh, in the Bournemouth game, I got a bit unlucky. You know, Bournemouth did really well. They won one three. Normally you would uh, expect Solanke to be among the goal scorers, but this time it wasn't the case. But yeah, still not really a smart move, I think, thinking, taking that minus four. Uh, so yeah, I'll try to learn from that. But uh, t- talking about the positives, Unana was brilliant in the United goal. He's, he had a nine-pointer, uh, so that's really nice. And as some people pointed out on Twitter, he's now actually the second highest scoring goalkeeper in the game behind Allison. So Onana, one to watch. Pedro Porro, also really happy to have him in my team. He looked really lively. He delivered five points. Could have done more, I think, uh, if uh, you know he would be a bit more lucky or if Spurs would be able to uh, keep a clean sheet again, which so recently they're struggling. Um, also five points for Salah, eight for Saka, and seven for Haaland. And unfortunately, I gave the armband to Son, who only scored two points despite his hat-trick of offside goals. So yeah, also on that one, a bit unlucky, but it is what it is. So I did beat Surtop. I still had a red arrow though, so I cannot be happy with that. And uh, yeah, I need to improve my OR. So let's shift attention to the upcoming game, game weeks. And as always, we'll start with looking at our fixture ticker. Uh, first, let's take a look at the top teams. And for the people listening to the podcast, I'll mention the teams from the top. First is Liverpool, 
they have two attractive games coming up now. First at home against Fulham and then away to Sheffield. And also after that, a few decent games, especially with Burnley in game week 19. But before that, they do face United and Arsenal. So yeah, also a few more difficult games there. Um, after Liverpool, who was number one in the chart, number two is Arsenal, also with a few good games coming up. First now against Wolves and then uh, Luton away. But also that one, it's maybe not as easy as it looks like. As we said it before, and we've seen it also in the previous game week, Luton away hasn't been an easy game so far this season. Number three in the, in the chart is Man City, even though they have a blank in game week 18. And after City, it's Newcastle, Chelsea, Brighton, Man United, Villa, Spurs, and Brentford in that order. So yeah, what else can we say about this chart? Uh, I think we should mention Chelsea again, like we also did in previous weeks. You know, their fixtures are really improving, uh, especially as of game week 17. So that's definitely a, a, a team to watch. And I think we should also uh, look at Brantford, even they are low here in this chart, but especially for the next few game weeks, you know, they have Luton at home, Brighton away, and then Sheffield away. So those are three quite good games. But then keep in mind that Brantford will have a blank in game week 18, and that's probably the reason why they are a bit low here on this chart. So these are the top teams. Let's now look at the bottom half. And I'll mention the teams again, starting from the top, in this case, from worst, from the worst one. So that's Luton, uh, then it's Sheffield, then it's Crystal Palace. After that, Fulham, Nottingham, Everton, Bournemouth and Burnley. So I think in this chart, it's quite interesting to see Crystal Palace on number three. Yeah, Crystal Palace is a good team. But now in the next six weeks, they will actually face a few difficult weeks. They, they will play Liverpool, they will play City and also Chelsea. So uh, the, the, the next run is not so good for them. That's something you should keep in mind. Uh, and the same could be said for Everton. Uh, we thought they were improving, but then they lost now 3-0 against uh, United. So let's see what that will do to their uh, team morale, um, especially also considering that they have difficult games coming up with, for example, Newcastle, Chelsea, Tottenham and City in the next uh, six so not too easy for Everton something again also to keep in mind uh, so yeah if you look at this chart then you could consider that these are teams you should be avoiding if you're making transfers if you rely on the data of course then the next chart we can take a look at is uh, the one provided by Rob T. Thank you, Rob. Um, here we can see the predicted goals for game week 14 and also the clean sheet odds. And looking at this chart, we can see that there are a few teams who are predicted to have comfortable wins, actually. So number one is Liverpool with 2.7 goals versus Fulham. Number two is City with 2.65 goals against Tottenham. And number three is Arsenal with 2.3 goals against Wolves. So one thing I think that's uh, interesting is that the top three teams here uh, all have a home game and also against, uh, yeah, decent opponents. Decent meaning, uh, you know, should be easy wins or easy, relatively easy. Arsenal at homes against uh, Wolves, even though Wolves has been doing quite well in recent games. Uh, Liverpool uh, at home against Fulham 
and City at home against Tottenham, which normally, of course, is a tough team. But yeah, they are struggling uh, related to injuries and suspensions. So um, City uh, might be meeting Tottenham at the right moment. Moment, sorry. <laughs> And uh, we can also see the same actually in the clean sheet odds because it's again uh, the same teams with the highest uh, percentage there. Uh, so number one in this case is Arsenal with 52%, then followed by Liverpool 45% and then City 41%. So yeah, the top three teams look quite good, both from a attacking as also defensive uh, perspective. So again, something to keep in mind for your transfers this week. Um, so yeah, I think that summarizes it on a team level. Then let's now look at it on a player level as we usually do by looking at the players gaining and dropping in EV. And if we start with the gainers, then um, let me just go to the top 10. So it's Isaac, number one, number two, Tsimikas, then Raya, Trossard, Livramento, Shaw, Mitoma, Gordon, Gabriel Jesus, and Saka. Uh, so yeah, here Isaac, number one, uh, we talked about it last week. Wilson is injured, so Isaac now has the number nine uh, spot. And we can also be quite certain about his minutes. Even though uh, something that is also being said by other managers, for example, on Twitter or on other podcasts, is that yeah, we know that Isaac also has a record of uh, injuries. Uh, and with the busy season coming up, especially with for Newcastle, so many games in a short time window, it is, of course, the question whether Isaac can stay fit. But if he does stay fit and if he starts, we know that he uh, usually scores a goal. So... Uh, definitely a player we could bet on and we can see that also here in the EV, especially uh, for game week 14, uh, an increase by almost one point. Uh, Tsimikas' place looks, I think, secure, um, even though recently Joe Gomez started, so that maybe uh, created some doubts for some people. But I think as long as Robertson is out, Tsimikas uh, is the natural replacer. And then Raya, also quite secure in the goal of Arsenal and Arsenal just having a very strong defense. So I think the model is just adjusting itself to the certainty of minutes and also the strength of the defense. And I think those are probably the, the top three we should mention. Uh, another one maybe that stands out is Gordon at Newcastle. You know, he's been doing really well, especially in the home games. Um, so that's also, I think, someone, someone that people now have on their radar. Okay, so these are the gainers. Let's now look at the ones that dropped in EV. And I'll just mention the names again. Number one is Dunk, then Akanji, Wilson, Havertz, Walker, Jensen, Ruben Diaz, Ducare, Cash, and Saar. Something that I noticed here is that we see three City defenders with Akanji, Walker and Ruben Diaz. So that's quite interesting. I think maybe the model is also uh, yeah, changing a little bit here, the perspective on the strength of the City defense. I think if you saw also the Champions League game yesterday, yeah, they were beaten quite easily on uh, two occasions, uh, going 2-0 down. So they didn't look too strong there. And uh, yeah, we see therefore some, some drop in the EV. 
And number one is Dunk, who is now suspended. Uh, and so that has an immediate impact, of course, on the EV as well. And number three is Wilson due to his injury. All right, that covers the players that have dropped in EV. Then that brings us to the optimal team for this week. And especially for me, this is interesting as I activated my wildcard. Yes, I did. <laughs> it's maybe a strange timing. I don't know, because people also say that if you still have it, it could be good to keep it until later, like game week 19 or maybe even game week 20. But for me, as I mentioned last time, there's now a busy season coming up in December and I just want to get ready for it. My team uh, can be freshened up a bit, can be strengthened a bit. And that's why uh, I would like to use my wild card now. Also to benefit maybe from a few fixture swings like the one for Chelsea coming up. So that's my thinking. Um, also, of course, having in my mind that my OR isn't too great yet and I still want to improve. So yeah, let's uh, take a look at the team that Surtop Solver generated based on the data. And then I can also share some of my considerations. So looking at the team, so the starting lineup is uh, Flacken in goal. Then in the defense, three defenders, Gabriel, Pinnock, Simikas. Four midfielders, Saka, Mubuemo, Salah, Palmer. And then three in the attack with Solanke, Darwin and Haaland. And then the bench of Sanchez, Hichan, Pau, and Pedro Porro. So a few things uh, to notice, I think. First is quite a strong bench. So this is probably also having in mind that there is a busy period coming up, lots of games coming up. So having a strong bench will be quite important. Um, I also can see rotating goalkeepers here proposed by the solver. So Flacken from Brentford and Sanchez uh, from Chelsea. Personally, I'm looking at Sanchez as well. Attractive price and good fixtures coming up for Chelsea. Uh, but indeed, um, the next fixtures are maybe not the most easy ones with first Brighton, who so far have been scoring goals in every game, and then also Man United away. So maybe it's not a bad idea to have uh, a second goalkeeper potentially to rotate, in this case, Flacken. Uh, the other thing that we can notice in the optimal team here is that it doesn't have Son, uh, who is of course a popular player in many teams. But I think with Spurs now struggling and, and Son being at quite a high price, it could be a reason for the solver to sell him. Uh, I think also by selling Son, you know, it, it allows you to of course upgrade elsewhere. Uh, and that's something I'm thinking about as well. Currently in my wildcard, I still have Son. But I have quite a weak bench, especially for the attack. And with so many midfielders doing quite well, you know, for example, I could downgrade Son to uh, Sterling, who has good upcoming fixtures. Or you could also, of course, go for uh, uh, for Gordon, or like in this case for Hichan. Then, of course, you save some budget, which you can then use uh, to upgrade your attack. Like here, going for Darwin, or maybe going for Isaac. And of course, there's also still Watkins uh, from, from Villa who you can consider. So uh, I'm thinking about doing that as well, just strength, strengthening my overall team by selling Son. Even though, you know, I think uh, Son can still do well in the next games. I think Spurs can easily reverse the trend. And if they win now the next game against City, then probably we all want to invest again in Spurs. So as always, it's a bit of a risk. Uh, but yeah, from, from current perspective, uh, it, it looks, I think it, it could make sense. So 
yeah, just a few things there. And the other thing maybe I wanted to say is in defense, you know, Arsenal have a really strong defense. I think everybody is now uh, convinced of that. Uh, most teams have one Arsenal defender. And I think if you want to be different and if you want to benefit from it, you sh you could go for a second Arsenal defender or, of course, for going for Raya and goal. That's another consideration. And Pedro Porro, I mentioned him before, he looks really good. Um, so that, that will be a player who I will also be keeping in, in my team, even though Spurs are struggling. Uh, Pedro Porro is, uh, you know, scoring assists. He's also uh, taking a, a lot of uh, free kicks, uh, corner kicks. So it's, it's really a good player, I think, to have in, in the team. All right, I think that summarizes it a bit. Also, uh, yeah, my, my team is not too different. There are a few differences, of course, but uh, the main one was what I just mentioned. I still have Son currently in the team, but uh, I also actually might think uh, that to, to sell him just to, to move funds elsewhere. Let's see. All right, the solver actually also has some transfers in mind uh, it will stay the it will it will keep the team for game for game week 14 and 15 but then it will sell Salah to go to Sun in game week 16 which which looks a bit strange but I think that is to uh, free up some budget as then in 17 it will upgrade Simikas uh, for Trippier as Trippier has a good game against Fulham at home so yeah that looks like a good option and then from 17 to 18, it will sell Haaland uh, to Watkins. And I think that's mostly done because uh, Haaland will have the blank in 18. And the solver will buy Haaland back uh, instead of Darwin in 19. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a strange one, I think. It will cost you two transfers. Personally, I think I will just put Haaland on the bench. Uh, but yeah, it is of course an, a way to, to do it. Uh, Watkins has a good game in game week 18 against Sheffield at home. So yeah, you could of course bet on that one and uh, sell Haaland for one game week. Just keep uh, keep an eye on the transfer value. Make sure that you don't lose too much there. But it could be an option, of course, to sell Haaland for a week and then to uh, bring him back. Okay, that's the optimal team, including transfers. And then uh, the last chart is the captaincy options, as we usually uh, cover. And again, it's a difficult one because, uh, as I mentioned before, the top teams have good uh, home games. And we can also see that here from this chart. Uh, Haaland and Salah are actually quite close in EV here in the ensemble model. Haaland has 7.92 EV and Salah has 7.91, so quite high EV. Then Mubuemo at home against Luton, 6.59. Saka against Wolves, 5.9, and Watkins against Bournemouth, 5.39. And if we look at the different models, then uh, three models have Haaland as number one captaincy option, and four models have Salah. So it's really close, and I think it comes down to personal preference. I think if you look at purely the fixture, uh, yeah, the, the Liverpool fixture looks better at home against Fulham. Uh, while uh, City plays at home against Tottenham. But yeah, as mentioned before, Tottenham is struggling, um, especially in defense. So yeah, Haaland could have a good game there. And yeah, we know that Haaland is in great form. He's been scoring goals almost in every week recently. So it's quite a safe bet going for Haaland. But uh, yeah, same could be said for Salah. So it's not easy. And I actually think you could say the same for Saka at, at home against Wolves because Wolves will face a few uh, suspensions. 
so they will be weakened in this game and that could also be good for Saka. Difficult one. Currently, I'm not sure. Mm. I went against Haaland last week and it backfired, so I'm kind of thinking about Haaland. But Salah at home against Fulham looks very attractive as well. I'm not sure yet. Not a, not easy. <laughs> okay, well, the last thing I still wanted to cover is also the mini-league, as we always do every week. Uh, the number of teams went up again, so that's great. Thank you for that. We now have 343 teams in it, so that's a nice number. 343 formation. Uh, thanks for joining, and you can still join if you want to. The code is 0JSDLA. The top three changed, and unfortunately, our friend, uh, the nine-year-old Wyatt Haswell, has dropped from number one to number four. So I'm sorry for that, Wyatt. And I think what's even worse is that his dad, Derek, overtook him now on the third spot. So Derek, man, what's going on there? Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine that Wyatt uh, didn't appreciate it. But uh, don't give up, Wyatt. You can still fight back. Uh, but Derek, yeah, well done. You had a good game week with 57 points. And uh, you're now on 877 points in total. So that's uh, pretty amazing. Number two position is for Matthew Allen, who was number three last week. His team, Grand Haven Broncos, has a total of 882 points. And actually, that's the same as uh, the number one. So, yeah, I should say we have two leaders. It's Matthew and it's also Doom9 with the team Bloom. Well done and keep it up. All right, I think I can close the episode then. I made it until the end, probably a bit faster than usual. That's because Sir Top just speaks slower. <laughs> uh, that, that's again a joke, another joke. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Please be gentle as it was quite different and also difficult to do it alone. Uh, and I certainly hope that Sir Top will be back soon again as it's just more fun to do this together. This was FPL Optimized Podcast, episode number 68. Thanks for listening. Good luck with making your Game Week 14 decisions and we hope your arrow will be green. And just talking about the shirt, as normally Sir Top would ask that question. Today, I actually have a new shirt. Tusker FC, it's a team from the Kenyan League, Kenya, as in Africa. Didn't know the team, but my wife was there last week and she came back with this shirt. So that was really good because, you know, I was out of shirts. So yeah, today it's this one. I actually quite like it. Uh, so yeah, Tusker FC it is. Uh, for the podcast, we still need to decide what we will do next week as there will be a midweek game week. So keep that uh, in mind. Could be difficult for us to record something before game week 15 but otherwise you know we'll be back for game week 16 and you know in any case and as mentioned before the busy season is coming up so make sure your team is ready for it make sure also to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get notified when the next episode is released and do follow us on twitter for certop it's at certop below and for me it's at belfi bb and you can also find us now on YouTube. Until next time, stay curious and stay analytical. Goodbye.